Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Kim McCusick joins us in studio. That's right. Courtesy of filmstudybaltimore.com. Ken, you can hear? Okay. Ken, now, um, the Ravens' defense is taking a hit. That's before free agency. <laughs> They're taking it on the coaching side. But they were able to keep one of their own, promoting Zach Orr to defensive coordinator. I mean, here's a guy that I remember playing. It just seems like yesterday, although it wasn't. Your thoughts on what Orr's impact will be on the Ravens' defense? It'd be very interesting to see. And I, I, I don't think we know exactly, but I, I do have one thing in mind. Orr, in the mid-teens under Dean Pease, came in and was a three-down linebacker. And so one of my big things has been that the Ravens could get back to playing more dime, bringing a safety in to replace the weak side linebacker effectively Uh on passing downs. And I thought that's not only is that usually better for pass defense and a good way to preserve a team that's already very good at that, but it's also a a good way for cost savings and for injury protection because you don't have to have a player you're maintaining the health of the entire season. You can easily, easily replace them. Or being a three-down linebacker himself, now coming off a season where they had a committed nickel team, meaning they had two inside linebackers there playing every down, kind of leads me to the thought that Trenton Simpson is going to be an every-down player. Yeah. And I, I don't think we've decided that yet, or at least I don't think we know yet whether he is a uh, you know a run-down guy, a pass-down guy, or a three-down guy. I don't think we know. He could actually be any of those three at this point. Other than the players, we t- we're taking a huge hit in a lot of ways. Uh, McDonald, the obvious one, um, going to the Seahawks. But because there's a horrible going to San Diego, we lost you know, Hortiz, and you lose your, your analytics guy to the Chargers as well. Um, Anthony Weaver went to the Dolphins. Is just a lot of people leaving the staff right now. Um, how big an impact is this going to have on this team? I, I think it can't help but have some. They'll They'll do a good job, I think, of hiring coaches. And by the way, for, for a lot of the people who are saying fire Harbaugh, fire Harbaugh, Harbaugh has had exclusive control over that silo as far as I'm aware, meaning all the coaching hires. And so they really are um, his to make. They're not the general managers to make. They're not the owners to make. He's the one who's brought through this great coaching tree of, of very promotable people. And I think that you know we, it'll depend a lot on, on how John can, can refill that staff. I think people just are very unfair to him. Yeah. Um, you know, look, I, I'm as disappointed as anybody, and I've been critical of the team. And this, I thought this loss was horrific. <laughs> just, um, I think they just gave the game away. I think they panicked and gave the game away. But 
you, you know, you, you have to just look at his overall record. I mean, when I looked at him against Tom Landry the first 15 years in the league, he had a better record. Ken McCusick joins us from FilmStudyBaltimore.com. Ken, I guess it's hard to, to, to uh, I guess, answer this if based on what your goals were, but in your opinion, successful season or an unsuccessful season in 2023? Yeah, I think it's all about where you are at the time. And if you've, if you've ever been to Las Vegas, if any of you guys have played craps some, and Jeremy, I guess you probably <laughs> have it at some point. But, you know, every great craps rule has an end to it, right? And you, and you, and you seven out at some point, and usually it's when you have the most money of all on the table. Right yeah. at that at, yeah. at that point, so it's this. That's kind of like what happened to the 2023 Ravens. Is that is that if you're talking about from OTAs or camp last year, think about where this team was. Lamar Jackson wasn't signed. They were looking down the barrel of that. You know, there was animosity between the team and and Lamar that was being publicly aired at at that point. And it didn't come to come to anything. And I think a lot of people, uh, you know, thought thought it probably wouldn't. But amazingly, you know, they they got everybody signed. Lamar Jackson came back and had an MVP season. Exactly what you hope for on a you know a new contract. And a whole bunch of other holes in the team, like the cornerback room. Remember what that looked like before camp last year. And then all of a sudden, our expectations changed about who this team was. And I don't think how you, I, th- I think it's very difficult to come away with this was not a successful season. It's still a very disappointing season in terms of, of how it ended, of course. <sighs> so I guess overall, then, you said disappointing season. If you have a 13 and 4 team, Clearly, the, in my opinion, they, they, if we're going to consider this regular season, they were the best team in the league, hands down. Hands down. Hands down. It wasn't, they beat the crap out of the best teams in the NFL, every one of them. But they take a dump in the, the AFC Championship. It, is it a successful season or no? Well, I, 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 you know, it kind of depends on where your expectations were set. If your expectations were set on where they were right before that AFC Championship game, then no way in hell. If your if your yeah. expectations are where they were in March of last year, you know, a year, a year ago, uh, I think absolutely. So uh, it, it really kind of kind of depends on where you want. This is this is a team that, that certainly left an imprint on us and a memory. I don't think we'll ever get over this game. Um, 2023's loss, actually 24, will be the same as the as a 2019 season-ending loss and the 2006 season-ending loss as kind of the three worst games yeah. in Ravens history. At, at 2011, maybe for some people. It's funny, um, with the 2019, they were number one seed also, I yes. believe. But this this one seems worse because the team was better. I don't know what it just and and for me these are more these seasons are more disappointing and more painful than if they were just okay during this. I was talking to Jerry. We were talking about the number one seed thing off the air. I'm, I'm a, a Tampa Lightning fan too. They won the Presidents Cup trophy in 2019 and got swept first round by Columbus. I'm like, what the hell was that? You're the best team in hockey all year. You don't win a one playoff game. This wasn't quite that bad. They won a game, but it was to me that it was. I'd rather they, you know, we're just above 500 yeah. this season to do that. It just to me it hurts a lot more. Such a letdown. Four ten five eight three one zero five seven is the number if you want to ask Ken a question. Ken McCusick from FilmStudyBaltimore.com. Jeremy, what you got on the horizon for Ken? Yeah, I want to get into what the offseason could look like, and uh, you know, Matabike, some of the free agents, all those things. Ken stays with us up next. Right here on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 817 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Ed Norris, Rob Long, Jeremy Kahn, Kevin Cusick in studio with us as well. So, Ken, I wanted to start with you with, uh, you know, some of the free agency stuff. I guess I'll start with the most important guy, Matt Abike, because the assumption is he gets franchised. But I don't think teams like, I mean, you like having the franchise tag to use it so you don't lose the player, but they don't like keeping him on that franchise tag, right? Because it eats up so much of the cap. Yeah, so it'll it'll be a tough, uh, you know, pig in the python that this offseason is going to be how they get Matt Abike on the tag if they need to and then processed off the tag in one of two ways. Either he'll have to sign a long-term deal with, with the Ravens or the Ravens will look to shop him and see if they can get more. I think it, I think he's played enough above kind of the franchise tag right now that they would expect to get something significantly better than a you know end-of-the-third-round compensatory pick a year removed, even if it means a third-round pick this year um, in exchange for him if they can't work out a deal. But I think they, they, that'll be one of the things they try and do. So they'll try and extend him before they have to tag him. Uh, and, and it will make their offseason a lot easier in terms of financial manipulation. Ken McCusick, FilmStudyBaltimore.com. Ken, I guess for me, I'm looking at already draft needs. Um, you know, for me, a, a receiver would be good. A corner would be good. A pass rusher would be good. But offensive linemen, uh, several of them would be good as well. And for me, it's, it's, it's best player available at those positions. Yeah, I, I I hear you. I think the the Ravens' biggest need now, and and it's a two year changing of the guard. They're going to have to go through at both tackle spots. That is a very high barrier thing to go through in the offseason because the draft uh, capital needs are high, or the cap costs are very high if you go outside and and, and get uh, someone to do it. So I think they're going to probably have to replace Stanley after the 2024 season. Mm-hmm. He played well enough these last few games that I think you keep him around for that. I was I was really on the fence at mid year, honestly, about this. Uh, but they have to they have to get a guy who can play actually play left tackle, not a right tackle, not a guard tackle, none of this you know trying to fix your starting rotation by acquiring more relievers stuff. They need they need mm-hmm. an actual guy who can play left tackle. Ugh. How much of the line do you think returns? This one uh, told me the offensive line. I mean, uh, I mean obviously Linda Baum must still be here, mm-hmm. but a left guard, mm, left tackle, don't think so. Um, not so sure. Zeitler could come back. He said he wants to be back. But how many people do you think are returning to this line? I think Zeitler is the key one. He probably is outside the Ravens' price range would be my guess. Um, I, I They could probably do something where they go all in, sign Matabike, sign Zeitler, have a, another one-year run at it sort of thing. I think that would be you know really putting the team on the roller coaster of having to take a, a, you know, a trough year at some point. 
I don't really like that as a season ticket holder, by the way. I, I'm I'm not a fan of that. I like levelized competition. Get into the tournament, win it occasionally when you maybe don't deserve to, even though they've lost it when they when they have. But on on the right side, I think Moses is a clear stay. I think I think Stanley now probably stays. Linderbaum will stay. Um, they have Voris at at right guard or at left guard, and they have Cleveland probably at right guard would be my guess, replacing Zeitler. Um, and then they they have Simpson as a potential backup. They have McCary as a backup. They have Mustafer still around potentially as a backup if they if they want to re-sign him. But yeah, there's a lot of free agency here, and and this is you know team-wide, they're going to have to make some tough decisions and, and let some people go. What do you think they look like at offensive skill positions next year, running back, wide receiver, because there's some uh, tough decisions to make there as well? Yeah, so running back, I mean, Keaton Mitchell is the key player. His health for next year is really going to determine a lot of what they might do in, in terms of trying to keep Gus or uh, even going back and, and trying to see if they can mend the fence with J.K. Dobbins and, and uh, get him another year here. Um, so it's, that's either either is a possibility. Uh, Hill should be involved in the offense as much as he was this year, I would think. So uh, you got that. In terms of wide receiver, Beckham and Aguilar are both questions whether they bring them back. Uh, Aguilar had, a, you know, I think, a pretty good year. Beckham, uh, I think, better than the Ravens had the right to expect, and yet not worth $18 million. So I don't know if they're going to be able to reach an agreement on, on a dollar amount for this next year, and we'll uh, see how that works out. Ken McCusick joins us from FilmStudyBaltimore.com. Ken. Uh, Antonio has a question. I feel like uh, something that you can answer. Antonio and Rosedale, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Doing good. well. How are you? Good. Well, should, so you- the Ravens, should the Ravens be concerned that some of their defensive free agents will follow the coaches that left the team this offseason? Have a wonderful Taco Tuesday, guys. You too. You too. Yeah, I th- I think that's a reasonable fear. I think in general the the and it's not just necessarily the coaches. It's also you know Hortiz going to the Chargers mm-hmm. is going to be somebody who is going to naturally gravitate towards guys he knows in the Ravens organization that he hand selected, uh, you know, coming through that. So there'll be now some he more got competition. There. Yeah, <laughs> like Harbaugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ken, no, I was going to ask as you start looking at you know we mentioned the off season and how everything's going to go like tough decisions to make, which direction, and then you start thinking about the draft. Have you thought that far ahead of where they could be targeting? A lot of that's going to depend on what happens to some of their free agents and how they're looking at it because like everybody's assuming an offensive lineman or maybe even a wide receiver, but I mean, this has traditionally been a best player available team and understanding you know, what positions are, would be available at that point. Yeah. Um, your thoughts on the draft. Yeah, they, they need a cornerback for sure. That room is, is quite old now in terms of, of who they have, and it got older by just having some of their young players not really work out. So J.A.D. will be entering year three. Big question mark for the Ravens. He really has not been on the field and or played well when he's been there, to be honest. Uh, you know, Ronald Darby came in and had a great free agent year for them, but he's he's probably going to walk. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, other guys, they, they, uh, you know, they have Humphrey back. I, I guess they'll depend on him to be a, a, a keystone, but – uh, they need some younger guys. They need to get younger at that position. I think that that after offensive tackle might be the second biggest need. I think actually at edge, one of the you know paradoxes for the Ravens is it's certainly a position where most of the league thinks you have to draft high to get a good edge, and it's a it's a place where the Ravens have been very successful with the bargain bin the last few years with Houston, Van Noy, Clowney, um, and JPP even you know do, playing a role for them. I think that it's a it's a position where they may try and do that again this year where they're really cap strapped. Ken, real quick, we're coming up against the break, but I want you to answer this for us real quick. It's suggested by many that Lamar will have more input in the offense next year. I thought he had that this year. 
Uh, don't really know, honestly. We we it's, it's some of this is opaque to us in terms of really what's going on in the room. Right. To to talk about that, I'm I'm all for it, especially if it means he he buys into what he's doing that much more. Okay. Tell us all about Film Study Baltimore. Uh, websites out there We've got still about four or five podcasts per week that come out even during the off season. Love to have you join us. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.